everybody. This is Jeff from the Fantasy Doctors, and this is the Fantasy Doctors Podcast, the only podcast on the web where you can get expert injury analysis from board-certified physicians and orthopedic surgeons. They are giving you accurate timetables for a reco- uh, athletes' recovery and how effective they're going to be once they do recover. Now, with me, as always, is my partner. He's a Duke professor. He's an orthopedic surgeon. His name is Dr. Seelan Preck. Dr. Preck, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? Doing good. We're a little bit light on injuries this week as we inch closer to week one. So we're going to go, we don't have a lot of injuries to talk about tonight. We're going to go heavy on the fantasy implications and fallout. And um, with a lot of the cuts and roster uh, changes, uh, we're going to bring in Dr. Morse a little bit later, and he's going to break down those implications. Uh, Dr. Frank, our first player I want to talk about, and we touched on him last week, is Odell Beckham. Now, he's still not practicing with that ankle injury. Um, he's looking pretty questionable for week one. Are you surprised at all, or is this pretty much what you expected? No, I think it's par for the course. You know, he's got a high ankle sprain, and we know that when you have a high ankle sprain, it is painful. It takes a little bit longer to recover than a low ankle sprain. Um, he did not have the type that gives you some instability, which would require you then to have surgery. So, this is rest, rehabilitation, anti-inflammatories, and time. Now, yesterday he was caught being on the bike and working it out his ankle, but he really wasn't practicing, and he still hasn't practiced. He was standing around throwing, but, you know, that's a far cry from being ready to be uh, playing Sunday night against the Cowboys. Now, having said that, I don't expect him to be entirely out. In fact, I would be surprised if he's not suited up for the game. I just question how effective he's going to be because uh, with with pain in that ankle, uh, with a high ankle sprain, even though they will really tape this as much as they can, he isn't going to be 100% effective, but I expect him to play. Yeah, maybe he'll just be out there as a decoy, uh, but obviously won't be won't be 100% as he's working his way back from that ankle injury. Yeah, and, and you know, we've seen doctor. this happen before, you know, where p- premier receivers are out on the field as a decoy. They're not 100%, but they're out there as a decoy, and it opens up the offensive playbook. So at the very least, he will do that. And if he's actually feeling pretty good, you may find him, you know, run downfield and, and do a couple of deep threats. But, you know, with OBJ, you just never know. He, he can pull some surprises on you. Yeah, a heck of a player when he's healthy, and that's uh, the concern as we head into week week one. Uh, Dr. Preck, the other player I want to discuss, and we also hit on Andrew Luck in a previous episode. Now, he's dealing with that shoulder injury. He's been ruled out for week one. Scott Tolzien is going to be the quarterback there in, for the Colts. What is, this isn't exactly a surprise. Do you see Luck missing more than just week one as we, uh, you know, week two and three? What's your thoughts there? Yeah. You know, I still think that until we see Andrew Luck really throwing the ball, I am concerned. Um, because it's not just being able to throw the ball and you're, bam, ready to get back onto the field. It takes time. You've got to get the sequences, you know, in, in place with your with your teammates. You've got to get, the, you know, on the same page. You've got to get the timing on. And that all takes time. And that's what, you know, you get four pre-games, preseason games to work on it. It's the timing. It's It's the entire gestalt of what's going on and Andrew Luck even if he tomorrow remarkably started throwing wouldn't be ready to week two or three so I think week three or four at best 
Um, it, it, it's a little bit surprising, though. I mean, the Colts really are not giving any insight into where Andrew Luck is in his timetable. You keep hearing coming out of Colts camp that, oh, you know, we're taking its time, we're letting him take his time to get ready. And there is some suggestion out there that, you know, does he have the yips? You know, the yips kind of that mental um, inability to play and inability to get back in the game. Is his mental game hindering him more than his physical game? And that's a conversation that's that's come up, um, and, and we've and I've responded to that on on Twitter quite often. But I, I don't think, at least yet, that's the situation for Andrew Luck. You know, if he gets in week three, four, maybe even at five weeks, week six, and he struggles and his mental game isn't there, then I start saying, okay, maybe he's got the yips. But I don't think so, not yet. Yeah, and, you know, as Andrew Luck goes, the Colts offense goes. And if he's out, Scott Tolzien's going to be under center. You have to really downgrade all the position players. We're going to bring in Dr. Morse in just a second. He's going to break down this fantasy implications. We're also going to talk about some DFS plays. Uh, one more player that I want to discuss, Doctor, and that's John Ross, the promising speedster right. for the Bengals. Now, he was diagnosed with a sprained knee and has a history of knee injuries. He tore his ACL at the University of Washington. What do you see for John Ross with that knee as we approach week one? Well, you know, he was out earlier in the, in the preseason play uh, recovering from a surgery and ends up having, you know, uh, making it back for, for week three, the third preseason game, I think it was. Um, and he exited because, sorry, the fourth preseason game, and he exits because of his knee injury from a 25-yard run. I mean, you have to be worried. Now, there's a lot of promise behind this guy. He's the fastest receiver, supposedly, in the NFL, certainly posted the fastest times of the combines. And so there are great hopes on him. Um, there are concerns with the knee sprain, especially in the same knee as an ACL. But uh, even though there are concerns, I think they are fairly low. So in my, in my estimation of injury risk, even after he recovers from this knee sprain, I don't think he's any more susceptible at an increased injury on this knee just because he had an ACL and now had a knee sprain. Once that knee sprain is done, he's better. So I, I just don't think there's going to be any long-term consequence from this knee sprain. Well, that's good news for John Ross is many fantasy owners have been watching him and, and hoping that he can cash in on a lot of that promise that he has shown. Uh, next, Doctor, that, that, that does it for the injuries. As I said, it's really light on injuries this week, but we do have a very exciting thing happen with the Fantasy Doctors as we're looking to hopefully launch the Fantasy Doctors analytics tomorrow. Now, we've developed and validated algorithms to predict a player's performance in future games, and we, we have this thing that we have developed called an FDX score. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the FDX score and how it's come about and uh, where you see this heading for the Fantasy Doctors analytics. Yeah, i got to tell you, um, Jeff, and even to our listeners, I mean, this is one of the most exciting things coming up for us uh, through the Fantasy Doctor analytics website. Um, we are now going to be able to um, really categorize and quantify the effect of injuries on professional athletes, and we'll start off with, the, obviously, the NBA, uh, with the NFL. And it really kind of goes back to some of the research I'd done back in 2006 where uh, I was one of the first people out there looking at the implications of injuries using fantasy uh, metrics to be able to quantify the, the ability to return to play, 
the effectiveness when you come back from an ACL, from an Achilles rupture, from a Jones fracture, so many of the typical things that we hear over and over again that are, that are afflicting athletes. And so um, we, we had some of the landmark papers in this published back in the, in the mid-2000s, and now, you know, 13 years later, we finally have a score that we've internally validated that we are able to rank and, and, uh, and, and, and rate NFL players. And so just like, you know, we all have FICO scores that rate our financial health and financial wellness, now professional athletes will have an FDX score, which is our fantasy doctor score, which will rate the athlete from a zero to a hundred, a hundred being as healthy as can be, and, and rating their um, health to perform. And in that, we will take into consideration some of the demographics or the, the, the biology of the patient, uh, of the athlete from how long they've been in the league, their age, things like that. But we also take into consideration their injury profile and their history of injuries um, and surgeries. And so this is groundbreaking uh, stuff that really will benefit fantasy owners, whether you're DFS or not. Um, this is something that you're going to want to pay attention to because we will be able to now allow you to have insight into the health of an of a athlete. Yeah, this is, you know, algorithms have been around for a while. Those aren't new to the industry. However, when you you take, you know, a player past performance, uh, game conditions, and the demographics, and then you, the sort of performance side of it, and, and then bring in the injury side of it and build an algorithm that spits out our score, it really is groundbreaking stuff. And we're looking to launch tomorrow. There's going to be six weeks of free access at the Fantasy Doctors Analytics. We're really excited about it. I'm looking at it right now. It, all the all the everything's working well. The algorithms are running smoothly. All the functionality. So go over to the Fantasy Doctors Analytics tomorrow as we launch, and tell us what you think. Now, yeah, and, and you know, it's not only about looking at the players you currently have, Jeff. This is going to be a tool that you can look at to be able to look at, you know, the top 10 quarterbacks by our FDX score. You'll be able to look at your own fantasy bench and decide, okay, who do I active, activate for the week? Who do, I, who do I bench based on past performance, based on the weather, the climate? I mean, it takes into account so much that are the intangibles that we are trying to now make tangible through our FDX score. And it also help you, you know, pick people off the waiver wire, and, and hopefully will help you even find some of those sleepers because of the FDX score. Yes, and we're going to be refining this as the weeks go on. We were just speaking about John Ross, and I'm looking, as you were saying, uh, Ceiling, we, the top quarterbacks, the top running backs, and I'm looking at the receivers and all the receivers that have received a high FDX score. And with the absence of John Ross or potential absence of John Ross, Brandon LaFell uh, has an FDX score of 89.62. So our algorithms are predicting Brandon LaFell to have a decent game in week one. And this, this segues perfectly into what we want to talk about next. We want to bring in uh, Dr. Jesse Morris. He's a board-certified physician, and he is a fa our fantasy guru at the Fantasy Doctors. Jesse, how are you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are we? Well, we're looking forward to football excited. Thursday night, man. Oh, I'm yeah, ready. My boys are uh, locked football. and loaded. Yeah, two days. We're a long time. We're coming. less than 48 hours away. 
Well, this, know, is, this, is, this is my favorite time of the year between the cold that's coming, football that's playing, and, and Thursday and Sunday nights, man. It's, this is a great time of the year. I'm just hoping I miss out uh, sure in in, in Tampa. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> yeah, yeah we hope you stay you, safe man, and it doesn't hit you. Yeah, we're going to uh, – I, I Miami, the Miami game already got postponed or changed to uh, the bye week, so I don't know what uh, – that's going to change a lot of stuff too because a lot of all those players got are going to get removed from the pool and from teams and whatnot. Yeah, I saw yeah, no, absolutely. that game, so that was – Hey, Jesse, I want to talk about – there's been – the Twitter machine was, was blowing up right before we went on air about Ezekiel Elliott and the suspension being upheld. Can you provide any clarity on this? And I know um, that's a, a mighty task, but it, can you give our listeners any sort of clarity on what they can expect from Elliot with uh, this ruling? So it basically sounds like NFL arbitrator Harold Henderson upheld uh, Elliot's six-game ban after um, Elliot's uh, appeal process came to a close earlier a couple hours ago, maybe less than an hour ago. But the problem is that it wasn't settled before 4 p.m. Uh, today. So it sounds like he should be eligible for week one. But whether or not he's eligible for weeks two and, and thereafter remains to be seen because of his uh, Elliott's appeal. So I think uh, week two plus is in flux. He could miss the remaining six-ish weeks or he could you know, do the same thing that they did with Brady last year and, and, and or the, the year before and push it until the following year. So... He's a top 10 back this week, uh, unexpectedly, but in my opinion. But at the same time, we don't know where he stands for the rest of the year. So roll with him in DFS, but at the same time, your season-long leagues are going to suffer, but you knew that already. Yeah, you, I, so I you, you knew that already, but, you know, it's not like uh, – it, it's very similar to the Tom Brady situation last year where, you know, if you drafted him and picked him up, you know that when he comes back, you know, this isn't like an injury where you have to worry how he's going to perform when he comes back. You know that when you get Zeke back after that six-game suspension, he will perform. So you're right. You know, a lot of people were cautious about picking him up because, you know, six games, that's almost half of the season. But you'll get hopefully some very strong numbers, and, and maybe he comes back even with a vengeance, saying, you know what, I really want to show what I'm about, and, and, and maybe he – he shines kind of like what Tom Brady did last year. Yeah. yeah. You know, very, for very all our listeners, take into consideration, Thielen is a Cowboys homer. So take that into <laughs> consideration. Hey, I'm looking at my <laughs> Cowboys helmet in my office right now, and I'm praying to I the know. Cowboy gods that, that Zeke is, is healthy and, and continues to perform for us when he comes back. <laughs> well, what do we think Darren McFadden's going to do in his absence say in week two and in the foreseeable future, Jesse, what do you see for Darren McFadden? Uh, obviously nah. not this week, but in the next uh, several weeks. I mean, he's not serviceable excited. for the Cowboys, but no, I mean, I, I don't even know if he's being drafted to be honest with you. If he is, he's a, he's a, like a RB three or a flex. I mean, he's not exciting by any means. No, no, no other, no other running backs on their roster are, are exciting. Even my uh, fellow uh, FAU alum, Alfred Morris, he he's uh, you know he doesn't have quite the legs he used to. So um, it's it's Zeke or, or or nothing in my opinion for for you know the Cowboys in terms of running backs. 
places him right in the excellent category. So according to the fantasy doctors analytics, he's shaping up to be a good DFS play. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah. I think uh, he could be a nice uh, pivot off of Michael Thomas. Um, I think, I mean, he's still speedy. He had a, a decent uh, year last year, 54 receptions, 700 plus yards, four touchdowns in all 16 games with Carolina. Um, he's, he, he, I mean, he's pretty cheap on, on DraftKings, only 4,200 and 5,600 on FanDuel, which is kind of the same area as Kevin White, who a lot of people may be toting this week, or and Cole Beasley and, and, and Corey Coleman. But, I mean, he could be good for 65 yards, maybe somewhere around five receptions, kind of targeting that 80 yards and maybe a touchdown, looking at nine, ten targets. So, I mean, I, that's a pretty solid week. Um, and I think that uh, – Breeze will look uh, to, to either Thomas, Flinger, or Dan Austin. Yeah, it's interesting you, you bring up Kevin White as being somebody that might be in his salary range. Uh, looks like FanDuel's 5,600 and DraftKings is 4,200 as of today, and Yahoo at 15. Uh, we're predicting uh, Kevin White to get four and a half points. Um, he had an FDX score of 50.91. So, yeah. Ted Ginn looks like the stronger play there, and looks like he's going to be a good play in DFS. Another guy I want to talk about, Jesse, is Trevor Simeon. Uh, he, if you look at on our homepage on the top 10 quarterbacks, Trevor Simeon is sitting number six, and he's got an FDX score of 87.36. Now, his his salary on FanDuel is 6,700, and DraftKings is 5,000. Do you see Trevor Simeon? having a good week in week one and all the reports out of camp is he looks really good um, this preseason and in practice. What's your thoughts for Trevor Simeon in terms of DFS? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's a sneaky kind of play. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him put up the same numbers as Drew Brees or, or maybe Carson Wentz, but he's also costing you less. He's um, got two very, very good receivers. You know, Demarius Thomas was, likely going to play in Emmanuel Sanders and then he's got CJ Anderson kind of in the backfield I mean this is the late Monday night game so you're probably not going to do this for your Thursday through Monday slate this is probably going to be either a it's either a Sunday night to Monday slate or maybe a Sunday Monday slate um, you know I, I definitely think he has the potential to to uh, you know open some eyes I mean we know Paxton Lynch got injured and uh, now, you know, Oxweiler's there for whatever it is. Um, but I think that he, he could he could uh, open some eyes against the, the Chargers defense, and, and especially since they're in Denver. So uh, don't be afraid to roll the dice with him. Yeah, one other player that I don't think you should be afraid to roll the dice with is Adam Thielen, who... Uh, according to our FDX score, has a 94.4. That is in the excellent range. Uh, according to the fantasy points predicted and the pro- percentage probability, there's about uh, just under 30% chance that he's going to score between 8 and 14 points, and there's just over a uh, 25% chance that he's going to score more than 14. So Adam Thielen looks like a solid value in DFS. He has a FanDuel salary of 5,700, and DraftKings is 4,800. What do you see there? Is there a Viking stack happening with Stefan Diggs and Bradford? What do you see there uh, for the Vikings and specifically Adam Thielen, Jesse? I mean, let's put it this way. New Orleans 
defense has the 27th worst versus defenders wide receivers. So like they're they're going to be targeted. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you did like a Bradford Diggs Thielen Rudolph stack. I mean, it'd be a crazy bold stack, but you could do it. Um, Rudolph, I like this week as well, and Bradford's not the worst type. I mean, uh, they did some analytics of their own on the offseason. They realized that, uh, meaning the Vikings, meaning that Diggs is now on the outside uh, after Bradford ranked ninth in the league with uh, over 105 passer rating on balls thrown beyond 20 yards. I mean, the, the New Orleans defense has struggled last year, and they're going to struggle again this year. They have a, a, a rookie in Marshawn Lattimore and, and Delvin Bro, I think is, is how it's pronounced, with a, a 94, a little under 95 passer rating allowed in 2016. So, I mean, he's uh, they're going to be targeted, and I wouldn't be surprised if Thielen or, and or Diggs kind of went off. So, nice cheap salary saver maybe a wide receiver three uh, or flex that that you can um that you can target and 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 you know get lucky with uh, maybe 15 to 20 points uh, with a pretty monster game and not a big price tag yeah i agree i agree what are some other names as you look to week one in terms of dfs jesse what are some other names that that you consider to have some value uh, and folks that you're looking to put into your lineups in DFS? I mean, I'm, I'm super excited about DFS this year. I mean, I feel like I finally getting a good grasp of it. There's a lot, there's so many different things coming out that can help you with, with everything. I mean, uh, this first week I like Rogers, uh, even though he's playing Seattle at home, I just think that these games can be a huge shootout. Um, I do – Cam sounds crazy, but I do like Cam. Uh, but, like, as I said, Bradford and even Palmer, I think Palmer's a sneaky QB value play. Um, I have a tendency to spend down in quarterback play to spend up in running back and wide receivers. So uh, th- that might be something I need to do. And, and if I do, that's probably where I would go. Uh, in terms of running backs, I'd probably target – I mean, David Johnson's a beast, and he's number one always. But um, – or – more often than not. I think Shady McCoy is a sneaky uh, run. I mean, whether whoever starts for Buffalo, and and we know that Taylor was cleared from his concussion, but Peterman looked pretty good. Um, But they're facing the dreadful Jets, and I think he's just going to go bananas on them. Carlos Hyde is kind of a sneaky play. Let me add something there, Jesse. Okay. Let me add something there on on LaShawn McCoy, because you brought him up, and he has an, an FBX score of 95. He sits the top of the heap for running backs, according to our algorithms. Uh, we're predicting a big day out of LaShawn McCoy, so no surprises there. Yeah, I mean, he's. I wouldn't be surprised if he just had a, one of those crazy monster days. Uh, Carlos Hyde's up there. Lamar Miller I kind of like. Um, I'm not sure what to expect from Hunt, uh, you know, a couple nights from now in New England. I mean, they're going to give him the ball, but I don't – he could go bananas. He – you know, he could do okay. We'll see. I mean, but it's for, in terms of, like, value plays, I think Gurley has potential. I think Frank Gore may surprise some people. Um, Abdullah, you know, if you're kind of really going low, you're looking for somebody cheap, maybe Sproles can do some sneakiness like he always does, or maybe Perkins versus uh, Celine's Cowboys. You know, we'll see. Um, you know, but, but I think those are some options, kind of lower. Bilal Powell against um, 
to Buffalo is another good option. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Bilal Powell is actually a really good play. We Matt Forte, who's you know getting a little long in the tooth and seems to be battling injuries, you know, quite a bit. Bilal Powell fits. He comes in at a FDX score of eighty four point nine nine, which is very good, and we're predicting him to get upwards of 15 fantasy points. So we're looking at Bilal Powell to have a, a strong week in week one in DFS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have him uh, in a couple of leagues myself, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how he does. Uh, wide receiver-wise, I mean, you always have, you know, Antonio, Julio, and, and now if Mike Evans is likely going to be out because of the weather, um, uh, you know, A.J. Green's up there, and then Baldwin might be in a shootout, but – I, I'm actually targeting Larry Fitzgerald and, 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 and Amari Cooper. I think Cooper could go bananas this week. Um, Demarius Thomas, like we talked about earlier, uh, the um, I, I think he has tons of potential. Um, Pierre Garcon is kind of a sneaky uh, play out in, in, in San Francisco. They're facing Carolina, and, and you know he had a great year last year, and, and I think he's going to do really well this year. And then Stephon Diggs, like we talked about earlier with Bradford, I think – he he's going to have a solid year, and he's a PPR uh, kind of scary nightmare. And then Brandon Cooks, uh, well, I'm excited about him for my Patriots. Um, they have a lot of mouths to feed, but he, <laughs> that kid is good. Yeah, Brandon Cooks is sitting on the top along with Jordy Nelson. We're projecting him to – he has an FDX score of 95, and we're predicting fantasy points a little over 19. So we're projecting Brandon Cooks to have a big game along with uh, Jordy Nelson, and we actually show Larry Fitzgerald uh, towards the top two. He's sitting number nine. Now, are there any players as we look forward, you know, look, is there, is there any players that, you know, besides the ones that we've just mentioned, are there any players that you think may be out there on the waiver wire? And if a guy uh, needs a little help or maybe auto-drafted. Are there any guys out there, Jesse, that you consider ads? I mean, going into week one, I know it's early, but guys do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's plenty of guys. I mean, wide receiver, uh, sorry, uh, quarterback-wise, I think Palmer is kind of someone who's going to get looked over. I think Sam Bradford, who we talked about, is not a bad idea. I mean, running back-wise, I mean, with the potent offense up in Green Bay, I mean, James Starks did enough last year, but um, you know, Montgomery is not the healthiest guy. I mean, he's he's basically converted, uh, and and he's and if he stays healthy, great. I mean, Jamal Williams is a is a is the number two back, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got, you know, ten seven to ten touches uh, this year uh, in this this week's game. So he's probably likely in your league. You got uh, Rex Burkhead, who um, I, I Belichick really sounds like he really adores, and he's going to tear it up. Uh, you know, it could be Gillisley, it could be, you know, it won't be reliable weekly, but he may be someone is going to take over for those 18, 19, 20 touchdowns that Blount and company had last year. And whether it's Gillisley or, or, or Burkhead, you know, one of those guys is going to likely take it. Yeah, you know, it's it's hard to predict the, the Patriots' backfield, but uh, if you're reading the feelies as far as how they're going to divvy up those those carries, a lot of people, a lot of folks that I respect highly are saying Burkhead's going to lead them in touches. So it'll be interesting. Of course, it changes week to week with Belichick there. Oh, yeah, and they paid a lot of money for him, so for what it's worth. Um, wide receivers and some, like we mentioned again, I mean, if he's still available, go grab him. I mean, we know Snead's going to be out. 
We know Breeze loves to throw the ball 50, 60 times a game. It seems like Zay Jones is going to be a sneaky, you know, rookie up in Buffalo. I think uh, Taylor is going to need somebody to throw to. I mean, I like Jordan Matthews this year, but I don't know how much this weird sternum injury is going to bother him. Um, and, you know, Watkins is, is gone now, and, and I think Zay Jones is going to open some eyes this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he topped 1,000 yards, believe it or not. Yeah, I also think I – well, you know, you, you mentioned Kareem Hunt. There's – Andy Reid has said several different things, really. He said he's going to be the feature back, and then uh, they kind of backed off that a little bit, and now they're saying, again, he's going to be the feature back. you got some beat writers there for the Chiefs that are saying – Kareem Hunt's going to be the guy. you got to believe that they'll sprinkle in Sharkandrick West. I picked him up. I owned Hunt in one league. I handcuffed him with West. Uh, he's a good guy to own, and I think he'll get a decent amount of work as well. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, Andy Reid loves his running backs. I mean, the kid stays healthy. He's, I like the way he runs, and he, he's going to – he has very good potential to be a top 20 back this year, and you might have got lucky if you drafted early and then, you know, where it went down with that kind of crazy, weird PCL injury, and now you have your top 20 running back right off the wire. Yeah, and I would be remiss if I didn't bring in Dr. Preck to talk about one of his Cowboys. And Do you think, uh, Dr. Preck, that Jack Prescott is going to repeat his success this year, do you, do you think he'll have a little bit of regression? you have a sophomore slump? Do you see him um, doing well this year? So, I mean, I think you'll have good numbers from him. But, you know, remember last year there was nothing expected out of him, right? So you have Tony Romo going down, nothing expected out of this guy, and he shocks all of us. Unfortunately, his sophomore year, there are very high expectations from him and obviously Zeke. We know he's going to be without Zeke at some point in the season – for probably six games, and and that means the brunt of the the offense is really going to rest with Dak. And we know the sophomore slump thing is real, right? So as defenses figure you out, the coaches figure it out, defensive coordinators realize how to play you, you do have some drop in performance. So I think he'll have a solid year. Do I think he will rival what we saw last year? Probably not. Because it'll just take a lot more to to impress us, right, from what we saw last year. But I still think he'll he'll be a top tier quarterback. I think he'll finish in the top ten in terms of uh, for for, for season fantasy players uh, owners uh, for for a reliable quarterback. But I just don't uh, I don't I just don't think he's going to have the same pizzazz as, as he had last year. Yeah, definitely one of the rising stars in the NFL. Uh, Dak Prescott got a lot of weapons there in Dallas, and of course. Dr. Preck will be rooting for his Cowboys. You can, I'll, I want to let our listeners know that you can find all that I referred to our uh, FDX score several times tonight. This can all be found on the Fantasy Doctors Analytics website, which should be live tomorrow. That's what we're shooting for, and that looks like it's going to happen. You can, we're going to have six weeks free access, so go in there, dig through it. Uh, we want to know. We want to know your feedback. Go in there and tell us how we can improve it and your thoughts on it. Again, that's at the fantasydoctorsanalytics.com, and that should be launched tomorrow. Well, that's going to do it for us, guys. We had a short, short podcast tonight. Not a lot of injuries to talk about. It was pretty fantasy-centric tonight, and it gets me really excited. I'm ready. Two days to real football. Uh, you can find Dr. Preck on Twitter at MD, and you can also find Dr. Morris on Twitter at Dr. Jesse Morris. And, uh, Jeff, I want to remind you also – I'm sorry, Jeff. I, I – uh, 
didn't know if you were going to hit up on our triage room, so I wanted to remind you about that. Yeah, I was just going to hit on that. Our triage room, we did it last year, and it was a big success. I want to just let our listeners know that starting this Monday, Dr. Freck does a live periscope at 1230 Eastern where he breaks down all the weekend's injuries on his live periscope. So make sure that if you're not following on Twitter, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, he's one of the best followers on Twitter, as well as Dr. Morse, for not only medical insight, but uh, fantasy also. Um, if, so if you're not following Dr. Preck, go do that now at Sealand Preck MD. We'll have the triage room starting this Monday at 1230 Eastern. We are on iTunes. I'm excited to announce that we got on iTunes today. So if, go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Leave a review. Tell us what you think. Be honest. And this is our third episode. It's a weekly podcast, so make sure you tune in next week. That's going to do it for us. We'll see you next time.